episode of Farewell Evangelion, the podcast where we go through the Neon Genesis Evangelion series bit by bit. My name is Keith, going through for his last time, and as always, I'm joined by Peter. Hello! Who is going through for his first? We read through the second volume of the Neon Genesis Evangelion Shinji Card Raising Project. This one originally released on July 26th of 2006. Celia sent Kaoru Nagisa to sabotage Gendo and Yui's private objectives, which means he's soon enrolling in Shinji's class. Such a beautiful boy starts turning heads inside homeroom 2-A, even Shinji's, which causes Rei and Asuka to agree to join forces and turn him back to the straight path. <laughs> but Kaoru poses a danger that are far greater than are already widely imagined. So. That was the guess. First of all, I guess uh, the, the culture festival would happen. This is becoming uh, my default guess that never comes true, yep. uh, which is fine. But they did go on a school trip, so partial points. <laughs> um, they had classic uh, school trope event. And so I'm giving myself some points for that. Um, secondly, I talked about how the culture fest would get interrupted by the invasion of an angel. Um, the two events didn't happen simultaneously, but shit was fucked up by the introduction of an angel. It's just... It wasn't one of those combat-type angels. It was one of those uh, seducing Shinji-type angels. Yeah. And he definitely stirred the pot a little bit. Yeah, right. Because Kaoru's whole mission... Is to seduce Shinji. Which, you have to suspect, Kaoru had something to do with. Yeah. So, first of all, Ritsuko seems to be directly involved in, like, Kaoru's orders in that every time he, like... So we see his first meeting with Sile, but then every time he talks to someone else to reconfirm his meetings... We don't really see her face, but it does seem to be Ritsuko that he's talking to each time. Yeah. So, Ritsuko is the one who's most directly in charge of making sure Karu fucks Shinji. Um, and yeah, Karu very clearly... So, as her synopsis said, Karu has been inserted to disrupt their plans, and his mechanism for doing that seems to be seducing Shinji, which makes it sound like... Uh, Shinji's parents' plan is for Shinji to seduce either Rei or Asuka, and that's how, to ruin those plans, they have to take him off the straight path. Yeah, the whole thing is apparently, it's Shinji's offspring, I guess. Yeah. So Shinji's getting turned gay, uh, through just constant physical contact with Kaoru. Uh, we get a, a little bit of, uh, Kaoru from, uh, Angelic Days vibes, in that not only... Is Karu flamboyantly in love with Shinji, but Karu also keeps throwing Asuka side eye every time she tries to make plans to like win Shinji over. Yeah. Karu's like, ah, I'm gonna steal this from you, and I'll get closer to Shinji through your methods, and then like throws her just the dirtiest side eye possible. Yeah, uh, it's the first couple of chapters are essentially just the uh, Ray Asuka alliance to defeat Karu. <laughs> yeah. It, and it even starts off with Asuka just imagining some fucking yaoi-ass shit involving yeah. uh, Shinji and Kaoru. And Asuka, like, explaining her fantasies to Rei, and both of them clearly blushing very hard after they finish imagining it. And then Rei's just like, nah, you're being crazy here. That's just our schoolgirl fantasies that we're imagining right now. And then they walk out to the roof where Shinji and Kaoru are hanging out, and Kaoru's, like, licking his finger and about to, like, pick up a piece of rice that's stuck to Kaoru's face. Yeah. Or Shinji's face, and Rei's immediately on board with the plan and doing whatever it takes to separate the two of them. Exactly. Which, uh, just leads to more hijinks as they try to 
surpass the system. Also, I don't know if this... So, I... Unfortunately, the site that I was using to legally watch this, because I own a physical copy, obviously, but was just reading online for convenience <laughs> sakes. Uh, the site I was reading off initially only had volume one, so I had to switch to a different volume for volume two. And in volume one, uh, Toji talked like a normal person, and in this volume two, Toji no longer talks like a oh, normal yeah, person. In the visual release, he's, he's speaking with uh, the Osaka accent. Okay, yeah, the... What are they doing over there, buddy? Uh, so yeah, we uh, got a lot more of that going on again, yeah. which is uh, very nice and I enjoy. Uh, we also got... Very, so, as we said, a uh, couple of the chapters from this volume are all about their school trips. So there's a chapter about their plans to go on a school trip and then like forming up their groups. There's two or three chapters of them actually on the school trip. There are some other stuff that happens first, but I just want to talk a bit about their school trip because... Their planning of how they're going to, like, work out their teams. And it's just like, alright, so every group needs to be three girls and three guys. And it's just, obviously, Shinji's going to end up on the same team as Asuka. Because Asuka has to be there to look after Shinji. Yeah. And similar things are going on with Hakari. Where Hakari has to take care of the Baka trio. Yeah. And keep them from getting out of line. Uh, and then they were trying to figure out who the third girl is going to be. Because, obviously, Kensuke is going to be the third boy. Yeah. Uh, and Shinji ends up just bluntly asking Asuka, not Asuka, Ayanami to be a part of their group. Uh, in a way that made it sound like he was very much like, let's be a boyfriend and girlfriend now. And everyone calls him out for that. And then, like, after they resolve all this, Mishata's just at the front of the class and like, oh, right, Karu's not a part of your group because you already had three boys. Uh, well, all right, four boys to a group. Karu's in your group. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, howdy, boys. <laughs> I'm in here, too. But yeah, uh, going back a little bit. So there's a couple things that happened before this. Uh, there's the revelation that what you commented on earlier on how this is one of the first ones where... Shinji lives with Ayanami because he usually lives with Asuka. That gets addressed. Shinji now lives with Misato because his parents are spending all their time at the yeah. lab. And then the night after Shinji moves in and fully cleans Misato's apartment, Asuka moves in the next morning because she also has her parents spending all their time at the lab. So yeah. we're now back to the famous living together trio of Misato, Shinji, and Asuka. The conditions for the three of them living together are slightly more forced than in the original series. <laughs> Although I would say it's more reasonable. Yeah. Uh, so yes, those three are living together again, and they're also getting more involved at the lab. They're not on the same level as Ray, but they're, like, working their way up to there with going through the training to get up to her level. Uh, the one thing I do want to point out is, uh, there's a joke that's subtle here that I really enjoyed. When Shinji leaves and Misato's getting ready in the living room, he's like, oh, I completely forgot, this is kind of just what I do. He's like, whatever, he's mumbling himself, he goes to the bathroom, and runs it on Ray, <laughs> and Ray, uh, Asuka getting changed. Yeah. And he's like, like, I mean, not that I like, but... <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, like, I mean, not that I like what I'm seeing, and, uh, Shinji gets the shit kicked out of him. Yeah. And then, uh, Misato actually ends up asking him immediately afterwards, like, what happened to you, Shinji? And Asuka answers, like, nothing. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, that happens. Anyways, they are going through their initial training at the lab, and it just so happens that this curious, flamboyantly homosexual boy, uh, is also curious about the lab, so he's yeah. tagging along. Um, as the, the script said, hot boy. Yes. Uh, so, the first bit of training is Shinji and Asuka have to do some stretching to physically warm up before anything else, and fucking Garu's just sitting at the back of the room watching... Asuka calls him out and is like, this is super creepy behavior. Isn't he supposed to be touring the facilities? Why is he just watching us work out? And Carol assures her, don't worry, I'm only here to watch Ka fucking Shinji stretch. You're safe. 
<laughs> my interest was not watching you. Yeah, you were not a part of what I was interested in here. Uh, this is also one of the introductions to uh, a new character for you, uh, Kaede Agano. Yep. Uh, we also get uh, Satsuki and Oi later. Uh, and these three kind of replace the bridge trio, essentially. Yeah. Because they're, they're hypothetically all teachers. Yeah, they're teachers at the school where Shinji goes. Um, so Shinji is doing that thing where they're working out, and then the power goes out, as it does, and everyone's like, don't worry everybody, in like 10 seconds the bag of generators come. Much like the Matarail fight. Yeah. It didn't come back. It did not come back. I was trying to wait 10 seconds, but I couldn't count it out in my head, so, fuck it, whatever. Um, Keith, if you could add in just 10 seconds of dead silence there, that'd be great. I'm gonna do the opposite. Of course. Um, ten I'm going to remove 10 seconds regardless of what's <laughs> Cut out 10 seconds. It's just going to skip awkwardly. Um, no, uh, so the power goes out and then they start wandering aimlessly through the halls. Everyone meets up in an open enclosure, except not everyone. Shinji points out, my dad isn't here. And then fucking Gendo jump scares the kids. Yeah, with the flashlight. Yeah. Yui immediately beats him over the head. He's like, I just want a dramatic introduction. Yeah. But the best part is leading up to this, because Gendo, when the power's out, he gets up, he's like, I'm going to go do the thing. And he's like, that thing? He's like, yes. He's like, I don't know if I approve. <laughs> and it's either that or his big reveal how to get the power back on, exercise bikes. Yeah, they have enough exercise bikes for everyone to do it, and they're essentially going to pedal power the facility back on. And here's the stakes. Everyone has to get up to speed. Once they're at the right speed, they have to keep pedaling for the full time. And if they all fuck up and stop pedaling, then they all have to start over from scratch. Well, at least one person needs to keep pedaling. Yeah, that's what I meant by if they all fuck up. Is if at least one person keeps pedaling, they're fine. Uh, What's not said during the setup is they're going to start just start cranking the resistance the moment they're at speed, and they still have to maintain speed while the resistance climbs and falls and shifts all around. Futsuki dies. Futsuki dies. Uh, everyone ends up giving up until it's just <laughs> Shinji and Gendo left biking at the yeah. front. Well, I think I want to point, like, the lead-up to this, too, is, like, Gendo seems to, like, making this great plan, and everyone's, like, cheering for a lot of stuff, and, like, even she's like, man, my dad's so great, and then the fucking reveal the bikes, and his whole thing is, like, they might not have the water bottle holders attached yet. Yeah, they're but state actually, of they're still top few. Gel seats, state of the art gel seats. They don't have the water bottle holder attached, but they are state of the art top tier. Um, so yes, Gendo also makes a big speech. Shinji's like, I don't like this plan, and Gendo's like, Shinji, you need to understand. There's a time when men must be men, so we will do this together. And like all of the men in the crowd go, Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I wish that guy was my dad. So they all start paddling together. Uh, until everyone falls off one by one, and it's just Shinji and Gendo left pedaling. And everyone starts Shinji, uh, cheering for Shinji. They're like, yeah, go Shinji! And the moment this happened, Gendo turns to Shinji, and he's like, I'm not losing to this little bitch! <laughs> and just starts pedaling her. <laughs> and then eventually, yeah, Gendo and Shinji working together managed to power the entire facility back on. Yep. Makes perfect sense. Quite a beautiful moment. Yeah. Uh, this is Gendo in the series, by the way. I, I, I like this Gendo. <laughs> this is officially my favorite Gendo. <laughs> It's most people's favorite get though. Um, so yeah, that's what's going on there. We find out Kaoru was doing some shady shit because he wasn't around for the pedaling, but like probably had something to do with the power going on. Was doing something wild. So yeah. whatever, it doesn't matter. That's not what this story's about. This story isn't about serious plot. It's about fun. Pretty much. Yeah. Anyways, so that's kind of what happens before the culture festival. Not the culture festival, the, uh, the trip to Okinawa. You're still hoping for it. Uh, it's going to happen eventually. If it doesn't happen, then I'm done with Evangelion forever. <laughs> um, 
yeah, so they go to Okinawa. Stuff happens, man. <laughs> so, it's, uh, yeah, pretty much they all have their own plans of what they want to do. But the first part is they have to do a bunch of more touring of the city, essentially. Yeah. And they get a beach day three day afterwards. And during that touring of the city, they end up doing some shopping. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Shinji's mule boy, he carries all of the shopping. Yeah, man, I love that to- uh, Tojima points out that, like, clearly Asuka's just doing this to keep Shinji here the whole time. Yeah. This and is she's a- just be honest about her feelings. Yeah. <laughs> Which, uh, pretty deep coming from Toji. Yeah, pretty, pretty smart. Uh, so they end up realizing that it's 4.30 and they need to get back to the hotel by 5 or else Misato's going to kick the shit out of all of them. Yeah. So they make a mad dash to get to the train station on time. Uh, and they're all like pushing onto the train only to realize, wait a second, where's Shinji? And then Shinji's like, don't worry guys, I'm going to make it. And then just trips and falls and eats shit right out front of the train, which like kind of becoming a trend for Shinji in this series of yeah, like running anything, and tripping. This interaction is probably the most Evangelion thing that happens in the storyline. The friends forget about Shinji and Shinji trips and falls. Yeah, it's pretty on point for Evangelion. Uh, so yes, Shinji trips and falls. Uh, Ray steps off the train. She's like, oh no, Shinji, are you okay? And then train doors close, everyone leaves. Just Ray and Shinji sitting together talking. Shinji asks Ray on a date the next day. It's not really a date. It's not really a date. It's he wants, it's a date. He wants to ask her about what's going on with his family, but also mostly he just wants to buy something for his dad and wants her help, I yeah. kind of finds out that she wants to buy someone for literally everyone who works at Nair. Uh, and so he's going to coordinate with her to make sure they don't both buy his dad the same thing. He just got, oh, two world's best dad ties. <laughs> Especially weird coming from Ray getting a world's <laughs> best dad tie from Ray. She's like, wait a second. Uh, yeah, so that happens. Also, the line from Shinji, my dad always says, if your mom says it, it's gotta be true. <laughs> yeah, of course. That was a really good fucking one. And then we get the next day, which is the beach party. Uh, Toji reveals his criminal mastermind brilliance yeah, yeah, of... Cat, cat yeah, they get a uh, class rep to do some parasailing. It's like, it's the safest space for her. Specifically, a kilometer offshore is the safest spot for her to be, because now we're safe from her. Yeah. And they reveal their creepy master plan of taking pictures of Asuka while she's changing into her bathing suit, because most people want to look at Asuka, but don't actually want to be near enough to hear her voice. And so they're going to sell them for a thousand yen a pop. Um, Which apparently immediately causes Hakari to... Teleport behind Toji and nothing personal. Kid. Yeah, nothing personnel, kid. And then hits him in the back of the head. Um, and so... They kind of time... Well, not time skip, but they, like, skip to the end of the beach day and everyone's kind of heading home. And Shinji and Asuka... Not Asuka. Shinji and Rei make their way into town to do some shopping. Yeah. And it's revealed... Which is really just mainly running away from people. Yeah, so they think everyone else is headed back to the hotel. This is a great time for us to secretly go shopping. And it turns out that literally everyone had the exact same fucking thought Except process. Except for Asuka. Asuka had the thought process I'm of... I'm find that idiot. Well, Asuka had the thought process of, I was swimming at the beach, and then I turned around, and fucking everyone had abandoned me. I have to figure out what the fuck just happened to Shinji. <laughs> she got Shinji. Yeah, she got Shinji. All of her friends forgot about her and left, and she tripped and fell, presumably. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, it's Shinji running away from everyone all day. Uh, but, so, there was a couple comments, like, them sitting down, seeing Kensuke with the camera, and being like, oh god, no, he's gonna take a picture, and, like, call us out by showing pictures to everyone. Yeah, and then Asuka, like, hide from her. The 
Misato has. Just, That's what my favorite. With part. all this fucking beer, it's Misato with a bunch of beer and Shinji saying, "We gotta run away. I don't want another learning moment from <laughs> Misato. I don't want her to teach us about her life." Yeah, uh, the best one though out of all of it was because throughout this whole issue, we keep getting jokes about Hikari and Koji because the opening is actually the first implication of because. Uh, uh, Koji is borrowing notes from Shinji. Yeah, and, and Oscar makes the joke. He's like, you guys are more of a married couple than me and Shinji are. Yeah. And then Hikari gets flustered about it. The whole thing, there's jokes about Hikari and Koji having a thing. Yeah. And then when Rei and Shinji dip into our restaurant to try to hide, it's, it's uh, Toji and Hikari just having a date. Yeah. And then, like, Toji even pulls Shinji aside and he says, looks like we had the same thought process. How about I saw nothing, you saw nothing. Nothing, nothing <laughs> was seen here. We didn't see each here. other at all today. No, no, nothing happened today. Even earlier on at the beach, we did not see each other. Beach? What beach? No one's at the beach. No. Speaking of Chip, you see my camera? I was looking for to take pictures. Um, yeah, no, uh, good times. So, Shinji ends up, instead of doing any shopping, just pulling Asuka to a set of stairs. Not Asuka, fuck. Ray. Pulling Ray to a set of stairs. And realizing that she's really tired, and she's like, yeah, I just, like, haven't slept on this trip, because I'm so excited. And then she just full-on passes out on his shoulder. And then Ray, nope, not Ray, Asuka shows up and kicks the shit out of Shinji. As one does. As one does. The end. Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully. Hopefully. I don't mean, like, I hope this is the end. I mean, I hope that's how the whole series ends eventually, is Asuka kicking the shit out of Shinji. I mean, depending on the story you're reading. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that was volume two. Uh, does another good job of kind of moving the story forward, but like introducing new concepts to the characters as well as some new characters. Now, those three characters do exist uh, in other stuff, but this is the first time you can Yes, of course. Uh, presumably, if we had to start with like the actual manga, I probably would. Oh, they're not in the actual manga. Okay. Then they don't count. <laughs> if they're not in the actual manga, the original run, or rebuild, then they don't actually exist. Technically, they would have started with the Shinjikari Racing Project game, which is based on games. As you probably noticed, all these mangas are based on games. Yeah, of course. Why not? Games are fun, man. Yeah. Uh, there is another main character that's not from Shinjikari Racing Project directly, but it's kind of like another character in a lot of stuff that hasn't shown up yet to show up in this one. Okay. Uh, but I'm not sure which volume that will be in specifically. When they show up, I'll be like, that's a new character. And you'll be like, technically, they already exist. We've just never met them before. Yeah. And then I'll be like, that doesn't fucking count. <laughs> just like a foreshadowing of how that conversation's gonna go. Oh, okay. We'll see. Uh, but yeah, just to give you a bit of a rundown for uh, three new characters. So, Kaede Agano uh, is a half-Russian uh, staff member. Sure. charge of uh, the technical side of things. So they're more of like a technician aspect and not so much computer software. And that's why they taught them how to stretch. Yeah, makes sense. I guess that's how that works. Uh, as you probably already guessed, uh, her name is a World War II cruiser. Yep. Got class. I just assumed she was a boat. Uh, Satsuki Ui uh, is an intelligence uh, officer and a workaholic. Nice. Also named after a World War II torpedo cruiser. Yep, of course. And then there's Oi Magomi. What kind uh, of boat is he named after? No, that's a girl. What kind of boat is she named after? Uh, a destroyer. Nice. Uh, I'd destroy her. Sorry. 
Which of the three is her? I don't know. She wasn't the one doing the stretching. That's all I know. So, uh, boy is the one with the glasses. Okay. And Satsuki's the one with the blonde hair. Okay. Uh, the one last thing about, uh, Oi is she pretty much has the exact same job as Maya. Fair, yeah. And, and personality-wise, do you think about it? Because she's kind of like the gentle Karen type person. So, what are your thoughts on Volume 2? It's growing on me, man. I'm gonna be honest, I, I... It's not that I disliked, it's just it wasn't a lot to go on after Volume 1. Yeah. Volume 2, I, I'm starting to see some of the brighter pieces of this series start to shine. Like, Gendo as Gendo. <laughs> yeah, this Gendo is <laughs> my favorite version of Gendo. Like, we, we had it before, and, like, it was subtle things. It's like, okay, but him just actively making the decision to, I'm going to jump scare all these kids with the flashlight. Also, I feel like that whole bike montage was, uh, the peak moment of our personal headcanon of I would never ask my staff to do something I wouldn't do myself. Yeah. Uh, pretty much... Yeah, I guess, yeah, the Gendo we've joked about up to this point is pretty much the Gendo we're going to experience in this comic. I like it. <laughs> we headcanon created this Gendo before this Gendo was presented. Or at least before the Gendo was presented to me. Yeah. I like it. Like when you accidentally write a song that already exists. I mean, yeah, it already exists, but you did create it. Yeah, of course. I mean, if you were, like, workshopping a show with your friends, I'd realize you just created the wire like that's a really good show you should be proud of yourself even though it already exists yes you got to the point late but you got to the point where you created the wire yeah honestly congrats <laughs> uh, so is there anything uh in this world so far that you have any questions about that you'd like to go over nah yeah and i think that's the point we're at with most of this comics the spinoff ones anyways they don't introduce a lot of Big new things into this uh, equation, essentially. We're gonna get a few minor characters in a sense. That yeah. Pop here and there. A few major characters that aren't in the main timeline. That are kind of like exist in their own branch timeline. Like, Shiji Kari Racing Project is a series of games, right? Of course. Girlfriend of Steel, which Angelica is based off, is a series of games. So there's continuity between them in a sense. That they have their own unique characters that show up only in that unique timeline. And that's kind of the deal with only major and minor characters. Yeah, of course. No, I'm looking forward to more of this. It's definitely a fun one. Uh, some more wild stuff does happen, and I, I will let you know now, angels do play a part in the storyline, and there are angel fights. Nice. I'm not sure I believe you, but nice. So with that, we'll wrap up this episode. So, of course, this episode, uh, these podcasts go up every Wednesday. You can find them on YouTube and all podcasting platforms. Please like, write, favorite, write, review, subscribe, tell a friend, all that stuff that just helps spread the word out and lets more people listen to this podcast. Word of mouth tends to be the best way to do that. Yeah, use your mouth to make our friends like the podcast. Exactly. Wait, our friends? <laughs> your friends! <laughs> Honestly, if our friends already don't like the podcast, it's not your responsibility. We need better friends. That's uh, on top of that, we do have the Instagram page as well, where we put facts about the series as we go through it, as well as questions and polls. You can also ask questions there directly that we tend to be fast with answering. On top of that, if you have a question or just want to reach out to the podcast directly at email, you can send email at whatismypodcastabout at gmail.com. And as always, Peter, 
What can we expect in Volume 3 of Neon Genesis Evangelion, the Shinji Curry Race Project? Double or fucking nothing, a culture festival is goddamn happening, and also angels, but not Karu, aggressive fucking angels. Not fucking angels. <laughs> Violent angels. Violent angels and culture festivals, it's happening. Anything else you want to put there? <laughs> Plenty of fan service. <laughs> That's right.